think, I think that's this is me. Welcome to the Empower Hour. We bring power to the people because the people have the power. This squad's going to entertain, enlighten, and empower y'all. I'm Queen Kaya, joined by Pharaoh Hammond Freeman and Gina the Great. But before we do anything else, like always, we're going to bless this show and our kings and queens listening. Good morning, good morning, good morning. It's the takeover. It's the takeover. It's just the two of us this morning. Just the two of us. Yes. We can make it if we try. Um, you know, I love it when Gigi sings. <laughs> Ooh. Uh, so, blessings. You know, I'm not... Neither, neither Kai or I are um, the feral blessings of the showers, but uh, <laughs> but I want to say that we want today's show to entertain, to enlighten, and empower you, and we hope that today's show will also incite healing and mm. growth, as well as appreciation for yourself and and your loved ones, um, because this show. Uh, we are talking, we're still in Tough Talks series, and we are talking about um, friends and family in that relationship uh, uh, segment. So, you know, blessings to you and yours and all your loved ones and your friends and families, the ones that you um, were born into and the ones that you have chosen. Mm-hmm. And I, we, we're going to have some heavy parts in this show, but we're going to make sure to keep some, to, to give you some light to balance that out. And so let's hope that... Um, the takeaways in this show is just all together uplifting. Um, well, how I go? Amen. Amen. Hotel Ashe. Okay, now. Ashe. Okay, now. <laughs> Kaya, Kaya, how has your week been? Child. Well, this week was <clears throat> definitely a trialing week for me. Uh, this week, I actually put my baby to rest. Uh, my car, oh. Gringa. Her name was Gringa. Um, yeah, her name is Gringa. Oh, Gringa. Yes. Was she white? She's my soldier. No, she was. She's green, actually, because that's what Gringa really means, right? It means uh, woman in green. Oh. It was the, how they described soldiers when they seen them in Span in 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 Spanish countries when they seen the white soldiers come in. They would say un gringo, un gringa, because they were wearing oh. green. So they were soldiers. That's how they called them. So I look at me learning this morning. Yeah. So she was. She's my soldier, right? Um. So I just want to tell y'all a little bit about my car now that she's um, she's passed on. She literally took me through some of the toughest times in my entire life. And there was a time when, and a lot of you guys might not know this, but there was a time when I was in a relationship for 11 years. Hence why <clears throat> last week when we were speaking about relationships, stuff, or two weeks ago we spoke about single relationships and stuff. Mm-hmm. This is one of the things that actually turned, like, put me into um, the place that I was in and it caused the transition. So uh, my boyfriend of 11 years left and I was pretty much super depressed. I was like going through it. I didn't know what I was going to do. And um, after a couple of years of kind of nursing my heart, I asked for God to send me someone that could just like help me. Just help me at this time. Right. Because I felt like I had been with a man for so long that it was difficult for me to maneuver without one almost. Well, you lose because there's a codependence that happens, especially after 11 years. Yes. So it's it, you have to find yourself again. And he was eight years my senior. Mm-hmm. So it was definitely very comforting. Um, so when this time came around, I, I, just, I just felt like I... I didn't have what I needed to feel complete. And um, I prayed. And one day um, I met this guy and he just came in and started changing my life little by little. And there was no uh, nothing required of me, really, just Mm. just for me to 
be you step up yeah and just okay. and step step up my game that was it he really okay. just wanted to see me advance um so he bought me this car one day and he was like um i need you to start driving so you know you had this license for a year now and it's time for you to drive so i'm gonna take you to this place tomorrow and i want you to come and look at something so when i came and looked at it i liked it right away and he was like good i'm glad you like it because i bought it and so I was just like, oh, my gosh. And that day I got my wings. But this car literally carried me um, out of a depression and into one of the best places that, that I've ever been in my life and yeah. the best times that I've ever been in my life. Um, so I call her my soldier because one of the first trips that I took, I didn't realize that her tires were not put on properly. Oh, you mentioned something like that. Man. Mm -hmm. And I took her on a long distance ride to Toronto. And on the way back, I realized that every time I hit kind of like near 120, the car would start to like shake. Mm. And she was vibrating like, why am I car acting crazy? As soon as I get into Montreal, I'm going to the garage. So I took it to the garage. Shout out to OFC Garage owner, Akeem. Akeem. Um, is one of the best. He took care of my baby the whole way through. So shout out to Akeem. Um, this car literally had no tires on it. The car had, he said, three bolts in one, two in another, two in another, and two in the other. And the tires were literally coming off the car. Where did the bolts go, though? They must have shot out. But, you know, oh, when I was driving, okay. I was hearing ping, ping, ping. But I didn't even... Oh. I was new. I was a new driver, right? So right. I'm driving this. So I get back there. He's like, "No, hold on. Let me show you." When he lifted the car up, the tires pretty much just went bloop bloop and like came no. down on the sides. And he was like, "Do you see this? That was so dangerous." And I sat there that day, and I cried my eyes out. I needed to take that trip in order to go and get money for rent mm. for my bills. And I literally was like, "I don't even know how to drive long distance." But I'm about to take this ride. And I did it. And I came back and with quadruple what I thought I was coming home with. Okay. So now when I got back, I'm like, oh, my God. So I was like, you know what? Garrett? Put the money in her. Let's fix her up. I put the money in the car. I fixed it up. When I looked around, I quadrupled that money and quadrupled the money after that. And I looked around and I was flying. I started making plans that I never thought. The car was like my wings. Yes. And so it was very emotional for me the other day. So, yes, it's a little bit sad, but it's actually, I, I got a silver line into this. So, the other day, I'm giving my baby up because I definitely love and respect her so much. And I'm holding the steering wheel, and the guy's getting ready to tow her away, the guy from the chop shop. And I'm holding on to the steering wheel, and I'm crying, and I'm like, I love you. And I thank yeah. you. I thank you so much. You're, you've been everything to me. You're my soldier, and I can't believe I'm losing my baby today. And the man gets up, and he runs to the window. He says, you're having miscarriage. Oh, I'm, no. like, I'm like, what? He's like, you say you're losing your baby today. I'm so sorry. I'm like, my car, sir. He's like, Oh, I thought you were pregnant. I'm like, no, I am just fat. Give me five minutes with my car, please. <laughs> no. Please go. Go over there. So I just cried a little bit and hugged my car and just told her how much I love her. But I got rid of my baby and I feel. But she she gave you wings. Oh, man. And she brought you as far as she could. So it's time. And, and one thing's for sure is that um, that discomfort mm -hmm. of when it's time for you to level up. Yeah. Right. 
and and it's it's letting go of what you're comfortable with mm-hmm. uh and it's hard but you need to you need to get rid of the dead weight yeah to level up well, shout out to my homegirl, Tamara, because she definitely took me that same day. She took me um, car shopping. She's like, come on, we're going to go and just talk to the people and there look and go. see. And I actually saw some stuff that I like. It's going to be a little bit expensive um, just because, you know, it is what it is. And it happens like that sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know. I'm about to go and get me a new car. And I'm just going to I think that that's going to be the next step for me to actually grow into. Because I was I think I was operating from a place of lack. Right. So right, right. my mind had me thinking that, my gosh, I'm not going to be able to afford to pay uh, $400 a month or $500 a month extra for a car. Right. And I'm already having, but I'm like, nah, I'm about to use this car to make some money. I just opened a new business, um, Lickety Split LLC. Um, and I sell luxury adult apparel and toys. Um, yes. So I'm just going to build the business. Why am I first hearing about this, Kaya? Well, because I'm a little bit, scared i actually opened the company three months ago but i am just i'm afraid sometimes i think i'm afraid of my own success sometimes well fear do it to you yeah fear will stop you in your tracks yeah and then when you go past it you're just like man there was nothing to be afraid of yeah yeah, and, and and like I need to practice what I preach. Don't get me wrong. Listen, I, you, listen, you're one of my heroes. You don't know. I see you jumping over hurdles and leaping over hurdles all the time. So I'm like, yeah, go ahead, Gigi. That's good. You know what? That's my example. I'm like, yeah, my good Judy could do it. I'm doing it too. But I hear that because I, I had my Honda for ten years, and um, and then when it came down to like getting a new car, and it's like, oh man, the car payments of this, that, and the third. And then I said, wait a minute. Um, you work. Mm-hmm. You you do these things. You do all these things. Um, get the car like, and and I had because I had the Honda for ten years, and then um, my mom knew uh, an older lady who was selling her car because I, I didn't I, I I went without a car for a year because mm. I was like oh I don't need it. But then when you needed that car, man, it was really yes. annoying to to not have one. And so uh, she was selling like an older Toyota Camry or whatnot. It was it was in perfect shape and stuff like that. But it's not the car I wanted. And I was like, well, that's fine. So I'll have that car to use for you know the, the times that you didn't want it. So yeah. technically, that was my second car. I kept it for less than a year because I was just like, no, I want a new car. I want a new car that doesn't have any issues. It's not going to give me issues with starting and all these different things. And lo and behold, I think it's been six years now that I've had this one car. And, wow. and I'm going to ride it till the wheels fall off. I'll tell you that I much. love it. But, um, and, and I was scared too because it's just like, all oh, these payments are different. How am I going to do that? And then mm-hmm. you it's adjust. Di- it's different going for with having a car with no payments. Yes. Right, that's completely, completely yeah. paid for to having to pay every month. Because I'm like, what, what y'all did with the money I gave y'all last month? <laughs> Didn't I just give y'all five hundred dollars last month for the car? Y'all can't carry that over. Like, I don't understand happening? how much. Do the, how long did this five hundred last for? I'll say this though: I'm very happy that we we're, we're here in Quebec with it because when I hear those um, insurance <gasps> prices in the in in Ontario, oh, pff, listen, it's it's yeah. higher than the car notes. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, listen, just come and register your stuff here. I'm gonna have like fifty envelopes for people's insurance <laughs> in my mailbox because <laughs> you guys, it's it's terrible. No, it don't make no sense. Yeah, don't it's make true. no sense. So anyways, enough about me, Gigi. What happened in your week this week? Tell us. Tell us what's going on. Well, first and foremost, I want to say, you know, um, you know, sorry for your morning, but I know that better things are to come. So I'm excited for the next chapter. Amen. And I'm, and I'm glad that you got back on the horse and I already started to look for cars. Yeah. That's important. Amen. So this week, so I'm, um, if, if you're first joining us for the first time this year, uh, you may not know that I recently moved. 
And so I'm in my place now. I am out of boxes. Thank you, God. Thank God. I am out of boxes. I just have knickknacks and stuff to kind of put away. And um, there's still things in the condo that aren't completed because it is a new build. Mm -hmm. And so they're they're coming bits and pieces and installing certain things. Um, And thankfully, they installed the vanity um, in the mirrors in my bathroom because I had no mirrors this whole time. And you don't realize how much you need that when, I don't know, you want to fix your hair. <laughs> right. <laughs> they installed it and it had so much more storage space. So I was just like, hallelujah. I was able to kind of get rid of more stuff, put stuff away. And I have a couple of like shelving and stuff like that that I need to give away. I'm about to post that. I'm not even going to like, I'm not even making a headache out of it. Like I'm mm-hmm. just going to post it for free. You just got to come pick it up. Like, Amen. I, I mean, I'm not really um, um, worrying too much about that. But part of that is knowing that I had too much stuff. Mm. I knew that from when I was packing, I felt it and, and got rid of things. I felt it when I moved and still had to get rid of things. Yeah. I'm feeling it now and still have to get rid of things, yeah. including the food in your pantry. Oh, my gosh. Don't even say it. I I don't even understand why I think. I, I don't even. <laughs> no, because what is my problem, Kaya? <laughs> why do I feel like I have no food in my house and I have, I have, I don't have pantry room right now because I have so much food. Mm-hmm. When and there's certain things where I was just like, when I bought this, when did I think I was going to cook this? Mm-hmm. If I tell you, I have um, some beans soaking right now back home because I'm about to make some sauce pot tonight. <laughs> like, yeah. So I am on a mission to cook and eat what's in my house. Yes. I'm trying to reduce. I'm trying. I'm, I'm but you, you know when you're like, where the money? Where's the money coming from mm-hmm. and whatnot? Um. Those uh, deliver food delivery services. Yes, y'all about to miss me. That's right. Y'all about to miss me for for a minute because I'm tr- now. I'm gonna put it out there. And I'm, I'm I'm gonna let you guys hold me accountable. I'm about to say I'm holding you to it to this one too. That I until mm-hmm. my pantries come down to a a normal amount, um, or maybe even further. Maybe this will just be how things are. But mm-hmm. um, once a week is an eat out. No I more. Love that. And that's that's big. maybe maybe twice a week. I think I, I'm I'm being drastic right now. <laughs> I'm being really drastic because no, it, it hits different when you're when yes. you're just one person and then you like you you cook something and you're eating the same thing for three days. Yeah. Um. That that that's what happened. That's exactly me. You know, we spoke about this when we talked about the the singles week. Yeah. That That's those are the times when it bothers me. Like, and I used to have a guy that I used to date, and yes. like I used to frequent, and I used to be like, I sometimes I didn't even want to see him, but I'd be like. I got, get some this le- food? I got some leftovers and he'd be like i'm on my way <laughs> yep yes i will hear come and eat this food man. Basel container come come grab this yes because and then and not that we're i'm happy to do it for you too but it's not that i'm helping myself that's <laughs> right that i'm helping you in that particular case that's right i don't want to be a waster like i hate i hate throwing out food yeah and so no i'm going to be more conscious about what i purchase so that's mm-hmm. a lot more of the like fresh foods and stuff like that that i need to be able to accompany the rest of the stuff that i have in in, in my place yeah um so there there's some of that going on this week um i found my couch yeah so when i moved i i sold my couch to uh to my tenant because i did want to get another couch i've been wanting a new couch mm-hmm. for for some time uh so i went couch hunting on saturday and um I sat on this one couch and I oh you're in love the oh the love oh the I love of it all. and I was just like it's, it's me and you and you and me yeah uh, so I'm getting that in in July and I was like I got a mission too I got like flooring for my my balcony because it has like um it's like the concrete 
type balconies. Yes. So I got those little um, tiling and stuff like that that you put down. So like mm. it's it's from IKEA, and you just put it down so that it's that you're just not literally stepping on concrete. Right. And uh, put that up. Yes. Yeah. You put that up on Saturday. No, I'm, I was on a mission. Is it like the fake grass stuff? stuff? So it's the same concept. Mm-hmm. Uh, I didn't want to go with the fake grass because I, I didn't want like dust and dander to kind of like just accumulate in there. Right. But it's the same concept of where you want to lay something down on your balcony and then put your patio furniture and stuff like that on there. Beautiful. So I got like a, a little darker color because the, the rimming is like black and stuff. So like my place is coming along. I That's what's that. happening. I, I will be. We love to- it when a plan comes together. <laughs> 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 I love that. And uh, and then once that's said and done, um, I'm letting y'all know from now. Uh, she's taking a break. Um, I'll be flying out in June, uh, so mm. vacation's coming. I'm going to Costa Rica. So. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, I love it. I love it. So I've been practicing practicing my español. Ah, oh, qué bueno, mi amor. Ah, gracias. Ay, tú hablas español. Solo un poquito. Ay, qué bueno. Hey. Solo because I have the accent a lot more than I than I have the the vocabulary. That's all that matters. They love but, that. They're gonna think it's so charming. You're gonna have one papi me. chulo fast. Hey, que guapo, ay papi. Que te dice? Yeah, I can do all that. Can do all that. Listen, y'all have just tuned into the Empower Hour, and this is Gina and Kaya tearing it up on the ones and twos. I'm just gonna let you know. Yep, we, this, this is our show today. <laughs> it definitely is. It Don't definitely be mad, Farrah. Well, you could no, he couldn't. Be <laughs> we all we all have our times and our things, but he couldn't make it today, so that's yes. okay. Yes. So no, that was the week. That was the week, and um, and what a week it was. So Kaya, mm. today, um. We're, we we touched a bit about it. Uh, we're talking relationships, mm-hmm. but specifically about friends and family. Yes, because those are relationships too. Absolutely. And so after this quick break, we're gonna get into it. I love it. Just take a quick positive cause, just to shout out our homegirls, Kemba and Andrea from Keen Real Estate Group. Whenever you're thinking real estate, whenever you're thinking investments, whenever you're thinking about planning for the long term, think Keen Real Estate Group. They're generating wealth for generations. KeenGroup.ca If your goal is to purchase a car and to make the process as simple as possible, just get a car broker, guys. You just get a car broker. Big shout out to our homeboy, Hamsdale Jacques, the owner of HJCoutierAuto.com. That's H-J-C-O-U-R-T-I-E-R-A-U-T-O.com. If you're a small to medium-sized business and you're getting started and you're ready to go to the next level, what do you need? You need a phone line and you need a website. Think Mainstream Digicom. They got all your telecommunication needs checked. MainstreamDigicom.com You're trying to get out on the web. You're trying to understand how to navigate through ads. Check out Java Logics for all your marketing, your digital marketing. Where would we be without Preston? I don't even know. Check out Java Logics. I give thanks to Preston for what he's done for the OFC. The amount of positive reviews we've gotten from all his referrals. We're proud to stand behind his work. Check out JavaLogics.com No, it's not just because he's my brother. It's because you can't talk hip-hop in Montreal without saying M-City Solo. Guys, check out his latest project, In My Feels, available on mcitysolo.com. If it's not one of the, the hardest new EPs to hit Montreal, come and let me know. You already know. It's your boy, Farrell, big enough, mcitysolo.com. 
Keeping the culture alive. I gotta give thanks to West Can Folk Performing Company. For the last 40 years plus, they've been promoting our culture through song, drum, and dance, educating youth, the children, the seniors. Just check them out. WestCanFolk.com. Girl, what are you cooking? My curry chicken. Ooh, you're burning it. Oh, gosh, it looks so... (laughs) It's okay, girl. You need the curry house. They have the best Caribbean food in town. Two locations in Montreal, West Island and Cotonège. For more information, follow Caribbean Curry House MTL. Don't forget to mention the Empower Hour for your 10% discount. So, who placed in the order? Me. (laughs) DeVito, WizKid. Burner Boy. Those are just some of the big names that's blessed Montreal thanks to Afrobeats Montreal. Definitely check out Afrobeats MTL for all concerts, show listings, everything that has to do with Afrobeats in the city. Check out Afrobeats MTL. One full circle. We are the Melanated Community Resource Hub and Network. What does that mean? We're here for each other. Parlay with the people. 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 Parlay with the people, y'all. So we talking friends and family, and I and um, I'm I broke it down a bit. I have some questions and to to incite this conversation. And again, like this this conversation that we're about to have is is much more about um. It's not like we're teaching anything per se, but mm-hmm. I think it's it's really starting a conversation when it comes down to um, friends and families, because those are really your first relationships. I agree. In life, right? So um, let's dig a little bit into friends. Um, Kaya, how do you define friendship today? Like, what are your expectations mm-hmm. out of a friend? Um, hmm. That's a little bit tough for me because I feel like I'm one of 16 siblings, mm-hmm. so I tend to have a habit that when I make a friend, I I kind of treat them more like a sibling right. than like a friend because my first friends that I had are, were one of my 16 siblings. Right. So I really mm-hmm. don't know how to do it any other way. Um, so also being... Um, the big sister in my mom's household, I also tend to take on that role, even with my friends that are older than me. Mm. Um, So I don't really have many expectations really of my friends in that way. I really am like, uh, I I, I really just feel, I really meet people where they're at. Cause I'm not, I'm really not like, um, I'm not demanding. I'm not like, Oh, you have to do this. or you got to be like that. I'm really not like that. I'm just like, come as you are. And, and if we, if we get it twisted along the way, we have the right conversations and, and move past it. Um, I also don't believe in pushing my loved ones out when there's a problem. I actually pull them in closer so that I can understand. Mm -hmm. Um, because I also learned along the way from having, um, and for those of you who understand and know some different things about my life, I've had some experiences where I've eaten shit from strangers, you know, so I, I would rather eat it from my family and friends than from strangers. So, um, I don't, I don't push mine out. I pull them in. So I don't really have 
many expectations except for for them to be good to themselves and I know that that will just allow them to be better to others but I really don't have those types of expectations for my friends and family and I don't I try not to burden people with my stuff either because um, sometimes I feel like my bag might be too heavy so I don't really expect too much Um, really I just expect us to be fair fairness for me I think is one of my biggest things tact being fair and diplomacy is like my three favorite words. Well, they say um, fair exchange is no robbery. Right? Ah. Um, my thing about friendship, and when, when, it com- when it comes down to definition of friendship, um, <clears throat> I think it's important to highlight maybe the, the, the definition of what a friendship isn't. Um, mm. PSA, your coworker is not your friend. Yeah. You can have a friend that's a coworker, but your coworkers. They're not your friends. Yes. Um, and defining the difference between a friend and an acquaintance, there's a difference there too. Mm-hmm. And so for me, I feel like um, sometimes people are too quick to call someone a friend. Yes. And then maybe, maybe, and not to say that there's one definition of what a friend is. Everyone has their expectations and or definition of what a friend is. Yes. Um, but for me, what I consider a friend and what some other people are like, oh, Gina, my friend are like, are we though? Because we don't talk. I don't know you. I don't know your favorite color. I don't know. I don't mm-hmm. know anything that you do. So yeah, we, we might be acquaintances. Yes, I might know you from around the way. Yes, but to have to say friend, like some people are a little um, fast and loose with the term, mm-hmm. and and I have a different definition from from that perspective. But I think what um, what I appreciate most in friendship is the ability to be yourself mm-hmm. and for them to be themselves as well. Mm-hmm. And that is where I find you have a real friendship. Like, and it's not that to say that, um, it's not to say that I'm faking things left, right and center, but when I'm at work, who I am at work is, is still me, but it's a, mm, not a watered down version of, but you get the coded version. It's, you get, a, you get yes, the coded version. You get the coded version. The, 100%. Right. At work, I give you three parts of Gina. If you get to know me, you, you'll understand that there is hundreds of layers. Exactly. But these people get three. Exactly. Because that's all that they require for who they are in business. my life. Right. We do this eight is... hours a day together and we... Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly that. I, I could, like that. That's what I see. And then when, when I see that we have a friendship growing, then you get to know things about me that the other coworkers don't. And it's interesting because um, I was having a conversation one day with someone and they're just like, well, I never knew this about you. Well, I never knew that about you. Or I didn't know. I didn't realize. Or because I had made a comment where um, the way I grew up <clears throat> is um, I don't ask questions. You wait for people to volunteer information mm. kind of thing. Right. Mm-hmm. And in a sense, we're like, don't pry into people's business. Um, and I say I grew up both from a nature and nurture perspective yes but like when you come into certain spaces like you know ask me no questions i tell you no lies Mm. or you know plausible deniability in life yes Uh, so i come from i I come a little bit from that and so um i'm not gonna ask you like if i say hello good morning whatever you want to tell me how your weekend went Mm -hmm. that is your that's your interest i'm not gonna be like well what'd you do this weekend well who'd you do it with and blah 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 blah. to me yes that's nosy and that's like a little invasive it's invasive yeah and so when I when I mentioned that, like I'm the type of person where I'm I'm all open for you to um, provide me with all the information that you want. Like I'm I'm interested in hearing how your weekend went. Yes. But I'm not going to uh, I'm not going to pry into your business. Right. And the person was like, "Wow! Like I didn't 
I like I grew up completely different, and so I didn't even know that about you. And I think it, it changed our perspective of who I am. Whereas some people might have thought I was just standoffish or yes. just didn't care because of how you grew up, right? And then you know you took that a certain way. Right. Um, but all that to say, again, that was still my coworker, and yes. that's why I only volunteer the information to let you know that my weekend was great. How was yours? You didn't really need to know what I did yes. <laughs> on any higher, yes. any any uh, deeper level than that. Well, y'all should take this as a good thing because we we share with you guys. You know, you guys, Absolutely. you guys are some of our besties. So we, <laughs> yes, we, we let hey, you guys friend. in on some of our stuff. Hey, king. Hey, queen. Um, my next question would be, um, how do you build new friendships today? You know, I, do, I don't. You don't. You know what? Um. If people come into my life and their energy is good, mm. I kind of just let it be what it's going to be. Yeah. If you come and you are you're good, I know that you're not a bad person. I don't have to fear that because I don't have my own children, but I got kids around me. Mm-hmm. I want to be able to know that if I have you around that you're not going to bother the kids. I need to know, um, you know, that you're not into weird stuff like that. Yeah. And for me, I'm going to let you be who you are. Just as long as you come around and don't hurt nobody. Really, that's what it is for me. It's so many people that have people that come into their lives and just hurt them and do weird things and and just subject you to things that you don't even understand and know about. So I just, for me, I let people come and just, you know, be who they are. And if your energy is good and it's right, then... We, we can hang, we can hang out, we can, you know, and I start slow. Really, that's what it is for me. Yeah. I just start slow. That's it. I resonate with the energy thing. <clears throat> I, I do find, because uh, it's it's the energy, but I think it also takes a referral. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, cause, I know that's right. Come and show me your credentials, honey. Well, like, you know, I, I have to, we, we go be friends because a friend brought you around and then our energy is connected because otherwise, like, I'm not in school anymore. Mm-hmm. I don't do all these different things. Like I think from all my jobs that I've left, like I've taken a friend that can come along. Yes. Right. Yes. Like I've, I've had that. Um, but like high key, just cause especially now, like, you know, the whole online world. Right. And there's that thing that you see a lot. Oh, my friend, my friend. And then you're like, who's this friend? And it's like, a lot of times it's, um, like gamers. Yes. They, they, they call these friends that they have all around the world. So you're never going to see yourself, each other a day in life. You don't even know what you look like because yes. all you know is the voice when you guys are playing Call of Duty. Yes. But but like now you have online friends. Right. And so I just, I don't even know how, like I could, we have difficulty dating. How are you even finding friends now? You know what? I actually, I I kind of understand that. You just said it and it was like, whoa, because it brought back a situation. I saw my my friend's child playing video games with these grown folks mm. and he's on call of duty and i have to tell you like the kid is like a marksman so i'm like listen you better watch him they like listen don't worry about him listen he got big people friends. listen to what the people is telling him they're on the thing and the father keeps the big people on they keep them like on a speaker so he can hear everything that they okay, say right so here's the little boy's cursing i don't give up what you said listen i'm telling you what to do get down i'm trying to protect your neck homie i'm like what after they finish the game they're like listen you know when we're playing this game you can't be cussing and stuff like that afterwards you play the game i understand your hype i hear them telling them something like who's this talking to your kid he like them the people on the xbox those his friends those is not his friends (laughs) 
But they're on there, and it's, it's the not, village. It's, it's, and they're not his friends, but it's, it's definitely. But they the realize that he's nine. Yeah, they realize that he's nine, and he's a very good at what he does, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. And they're really just showing him, like, yeah, this is how you do. It. But listen, hey, when you don't talk like that with your friends when you get off of here, hey, eh, but I'm like, who's that? He's like, that's the people on the game. But I can see that happening. I could see people getting connected to people like that. This is how we get to show catfish. If you are what a person needs. Yeah. Right? Mm -hmm. They might not ever have to see your face. Just the voice. These people are sending hundreds of thousands of dollars to people that they've never seen before. How did you send this money out or on catfish? But I can see that happening. Or 90 Day Fiance. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Somebody providing something for you that you've never had before. Something that you needed and made you that comfortable. So I see it. Yeah. I I can see it. Okay. That's perspective. I can see it. That's perspective. And again, it goes back to the definition of what a friendship is, right? And so how do you do that? How do you define Mm -hmm. that? And that's that's very interesting. See, we don't understand it because we have people who go outside and talk to people. Hey, how you doing? But you got some people that don't leave out their house that are truly introverts that have these. How do they? Well, that's how. But I also think like because I'm an introvert too. I'm not gonna hold you. <clears throat> I'm definitely really? an introvert. Oh heck yeah! And and understanding that introvert doesn't mean that you have to that you need to be home. But that's where you recharge. Mm-hmm. So I do not recharge in in um public. in public settings. Mm. No, it drains the life out of me. So I'm um, I'm much more of an introvert from that perspective. But I grew up with going outside and playing as as a kid. And so I think that um, what this digital world has created Mm -hmm. um, is creating um, introverts by force, Mm -hmm. maybe. Uh, So that's that's going to be that's an interesting um, that is that's going to be interesting in the in these next generations. Yeah, it's going to look like. How it's going to affect the personal interactions. Yeah. Yeah. Because and I was talking to somebody at work and they're just like, well, you know, like the metaverse is part of of detaching the need to actually go outside even more. And then people, mm. and then, and you know, in the works, there's, there's in the works like suits to, to, to give you stimulus and, and make you feel things. And then eventually we're going to look like the matrix for real. <laughs> we're just going to be incubated in these things and just plugged in and it's going to be what it's going to oh, be. I want real people to touch me and talk to me and stuff. Hello. So I can't, I can't, I can't get with it. Even though I like VR and all, I know y'all thought I told y'all that VR is my life, but I can't, I need my, my interpersonal relationships. Yeah. I need friends. I need my family. I need I'm good to things. have fun with it here and there. And then I want to come back to reality. Mm-hmm. Kaya, have you ever mourned a lost friendship? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I've had a couple of, um, of funerals yeah. over the years. Absolutely. Um, in the times when I was attempting to, um, pull, uh, a friend of mine back in, um, he was very resilient and because he had his own motive at the time, mm-hmm. um, he acted like he was very comfortable with us being estranged, if you can call it. Right. Um, but he passed, he passed a, a level for me and, you know, as my friends, I guess maybe I do have some some requirements, especially when it comes to certain things. So my guy friends, I don't want y'all trying to talk to my, you know, I come from a family of all women. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Don't come in here trying to act like you my friend and then trying to go up my sisters Ooh. and my cousins and stuff like that. No. If we hanging out, we friends, and you know that we not trying to be nothing else to each other. If we friends, don't come around here trying to do that. And at least if you're going to do that, come around here and do it the right way. I know yes, there it, is a right way. Right. If I know you sleazy, we, we out on a night. 
And we, I see you with girls and doing stuff. I know you sleazy. Don't come over here doing doing the sleazy at my mama house. We're yeah. going to have a problem with that. Um, but he was pretty much like, oh, well, too bad, because he still wanted to do what he wanted to do. And I had to cut him off. And I had a whole funeral. And I actually, I regret it now, kind of, because I actually wrote about it on Facebook one day. I was very, very upset about it. And I actually put his name in it. And I was just like, you know, this Oh, is you a, didn't even hit the subs. You're just no, like, no, this is direct. No, I, I, you know what? Lately, I, I, I don't really even do subs like that anymore. But I have always been a tag, tag they name. Yeah. Don't play with me. I'm, yeah. ta- don't, I will say, you want me to. Hold on, let me make you famous right quick because you playing games. Mm-hmm. So I don't care. So I put his name in it, and I was like, whatever. And then a lot of people hit me up, like, oh my god, I can't believe you said. I'm like, too bad, because this is something that I'm actually done with. Yeah, yeah, I'm done with it. <clears throat> but do you feel like part of you putting that post was was putting that last nail in the coffin? Oh yeah, actually, mm-hmm. I put it on. I said, and uh, the saddest part of my day is that uh, it's, it's been a death of a friendship. Yeah, and then I put rest in peace, and I put his name. And they were like, whoa. Well, you know what I find interesting is that a lot of the times um, you have people. Oh, I got to sneeze. <coughs> mm, Salad. You know, they me. say when the sneeze comes, you know, that's the truth coming out. Come on. <laughs> okay. Well, that's what they say. Spitting. Um, <laughs> no, like, uh, oh, geez. You said that and I, I kind of lost my. Oh, no, right. Like, uh, I speak about mourning friendships because a lot of times you come out of relationships, mm-hmm. so intimate relationships, and then you need a moment, right? You need the ice cream time. You need, you need that moment to refine yourself, and and it's as if we give more importance to those relationships mm-hmm. because you think that's that's your intimate partner, but there is way more intimacy that you have when you have a friend because mm-hmm. at the end of the day, as much as that's your bed buddy, you know, your pillow talk, and you you talk to your intimate your intimate partner about those different things. I can guarantee you there's some secrets mm-hmm. that your friends know that your that your pillow buddy don't. Oh yeah. And so and 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 experiences and half the times that person's been in your life a lot longer than right. said intimate person. So when um I th- I think that sometimes people don't mourn their friendships the way they should mm-hmm. he- in a healthy in a healthy way. Uh and and that's if it was a real friendship too, right? So <clears throat> sometimes you realize where um, what you thought was a friend mm-hmm. was not a friend the way you see them just kind of mm-hmm. move on. Yeah. And and then and you it, it might help your mourning process, but uh, I think it's it's healthy to mourn a friendship because it, it also it, it deserves it. Mm-hmm. The same way you mourn any other relationship that you have to lose and that you have yes. to move on from. Yes. I agree. I agree. I've actually um I think like I said, I've had a couple different funerals. Actually, I've had a funeral um for a friendship and actually the friendship came back to life okay after some time yeah but yeah i had to probably i think yeah i needed to let it die first um in order for us to i think have some clarity apart from each other Mm -hmm. and then um one day i just got a phone call and she was like you know I, i realized that um our love languages are very different and what oh, I yeah. what I was doing, so I'm getting choked up right now. She said to me, what I was doing at the time to be your friend wasn't what you needed. Mm. And so I had these expectations for you that were not realistic mm-hmm. because you had me full as a friend and I had you empty and I was still requiring so much of you. And that changed my days for me because I was like, oh, God. Mm-hmm. I couldn't understand why she didn't understand what I was saying. Well, how come that was so hard for you to understand? But it real it took us two years. Yeah. 
to get back. So I think sometimes maybe that's what it's, is needed, a little bit of growth between us. And then, um, then we can understand each other more, a little bit better. So um, I thank God for those moments because, yeah. like I said, yeah, I have put some to rest. But that situation in itself showed me something because I was so lost. I was so confused on how we could be estranged after being right. that way with each other. So it was good. It was good. It was like so powerful. It really was. It was so powerful between us. And now we are. It's something different. It's, yeah. it, it, it requires uh, so little now. It requires so much something so different from us now because it's like now it's not a task. It's like, oh, my God, Ooh. girl. You know, I think I think I think I want to amend my my definition of, of friendship to add that that like a friendship shouldn't be a task. Yes. It shouldn't feel like work. Right. Like that that should be your escape from like work is supposed to feel like work. When when we're friends, it's supposed to, even, and it doesn't mean that <clears throat> even when someone's going through something, it should it should it shouldn't feel like work to have to be there for them and to have to support yes. them in in what they need and what they do. Um, so that's yes. yeah, I'm gonna amend that right. So being able to be yourself and and letting it be letting it be easy to be friends because and and I'll say that to say this too that um, it doesn't mean that you'll never have arguments. Mm-hmm. Um, because the the friendship that I mourn, um, by the time we the friendship was there to be mourn, it was our first actual argument. Wow! Right? Um, but it was it was something that I couldn't come back from. Right? It was it was something that like what what transpired uh, broke my trust, mm. and I have like call it being a Capricorn, call it just being me, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Um, when you truly truly break. And I'll call it from from a Capricorn's perspective, a Capricorn's trust. Mm-hmm. Like that's a, it's a null and void, right? Yes, it's, it's a null and void, and and so, um, and and I have friends where like we've had disagreements and all these different things, but you you come back and you talk about it and you move on. Yeah. And so it's and it's because it's healthy to have different opinions. It's healthy to have, uh, you know, uh, opposing conversations too. It's not. It doesn't mean that that's less of a friend. Yes. Um, but uh, being yourself and. It being easy to be friends is definitely what I would say from there. I love that. Have you ever had to end a toxic relationship? And how did you realize it was toxic if you did? Oh, my gosh. Wow. Uh, and I say, sorry, toxic friendship. When I'm saying relationship, yeah. but a, a toxic friendship. Oh, uh, yeah. Okay, so um, <laughs> crazy. So, oh, gosh. You know, I when I start telling stories, sometimes I, well, I don't want to put in certain details, but it's very this detail in particular is very important because it's like. So, <laughs> I used to be very close uh, with a young lady who um, was a virgin very late in life. Mm-hmm. Um, however, she had conflicted views about everything. Um, she's a virgin. But when she loses her virginity, she's going to sell it and then she's going to be a whore. And it was like, what? Okay. Are you crazy? Like, what? And she had a lot of, um, I guess you could say, private part envy. 
So anytime any of us, any of us as uh, like her, the, the circle of friends would get a new boyfriend or go with a guy, she would say, oh, you guys are such trash and you're giving up your body to this guy that you, you've only known for a couple of months and all kinds of weird stuff. And it's weird, right? So then um, I get with a guy who was actually like a long lasting relationship mm-hmm. and she ends up meeting the guy. And it was almost like she might have take, taken a little bit of a liking to him. But one day she calls herself like tripping on me and says t- to me, um, what would you think if I told him how many people you've been with? I said, well, how many people I've been with? And- so for her, three is too many. So I'm like, listen, I don't care what you think about how you think about what you think about what I'm doing my private parts. But if you feel like you want to go and tell him, tell him. That's the reason why he liked me because I've been around the block a few times. I know how to do all the stuff that he like. (laughs) So you don't tell me nothing. You try and go and use yours and get you some skills here, homegirl. And it was just like the worst. So then she wrote a bunch of stuff on Facebook like, yeah, I'm making these phone calls right now. And then she called out another one of my homegirls and was like, yeah, and I'm calling your fiance right now and telling him too. We're like, please do so in the end ultimately i had to get rid of this girl because i was literally so kind to her so everything like down she's lived in my house before all kinds and literally just always had envy for my private parts like listen i don't know what you're doing with that thing but i hate it (laughs) yo that is the definition of that's not your friend no it was crazy it was but we grew up together since we were kids but it wasn't that i so we i understand more now Mm -hmm. and but I have to love her from a distance. Right. Because who I am, who we are, annoys her. It peeves her to the point where she thinks that we're all trash because we've had sex and she hasn't. But she wants to sell it and then and then slew. So I don't understand how... She, she only she wants to sell it to the the wealthiest men of the world. Right. And then once it's sold, then for her, it's, it's open season. So I don't understand... But I I think she feels like it's different from selling, like, you know, um, $300 dates or $500 dates opposed to Dubai Porta Potty for (laughs) $50,000, $100,000 for your weekend. (laughs) (laughs) So I think that was what her whole thing was. She's like, if you're going to do it, you have to get a million dollars for it. It's like, what? Well, you find one. You find one of those and we're going to go and get some foreskin and put it back. there and start fresh from the beginning and let somebody break it because it, that is worth it if you go and get that much for it but i don't think anybody's getting that much for it these days babe use reuse recycle <laughs> so, listen so yeah so that was a friendship that i literally was like you know what this is the end of it for me and i can remember the day literally like reading the statuses and just being like you know what you yeah. you got to you going to have to get it together and I'll holla and just blocking her on all social media and just literally and I put it out of my mind and I can remember years later somebody mentioning mentioning her name and I was just like oh, I cringed mm-hmm. I was like please don't speak of the devil um that was interesting that you mentioned that too cuz sometimes you have childhood friends who need to stay in your childhood Mm-hmm. And sometimes you end up like because you hear that was like why are you friends with ah oh, I've known them since we were young and since that, like and mm-hmm. that, it doesn't mean you still have to be friends yes it doesn't mean you have to I have um uh well uh, not to say that it was toxic but I I learned earlier on that um I can walk away from friendships mm-hmm. relatively easily 
uh, when I identify that you're not my friend, basically. <laughs> and um, I think this was um, secondary five, so 11th grade. And I, we were in a class and, um, you know, I, I grew up in Laval and Chamonix. And so we had we had our little black crew because we had to, you know, unite. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there wasn't many of us. I mean, we grew <laughs> within the years, you know, but yes. there were still just the crew that we had. And so we're in this class and um, there was a little French Canadian boy there and he was just talking real like Haitian French. And he was just like, there's all like, oh yeah, you know, bad guy and getting and all that. And and we're just like, yo, bro, we need you to stop. Mm-hmm. I need you to stop appropriating mm-hmm. our culture. And, and like, you know, so like the few Haitian people in the class, including myself, because as y'all know, I'm part Haitian, part Trini. Um, we're just like, nah, that's not all right. That's not okay. And then my friend, who's in this class with me, <laughs> turns to me and is just like, well, I don't know why you're so upset because you're not really Haitian. Oh. <laughs> well, that's, I, that's the card. I looked at her, I was just like, hmm. And I, and I said nothing, but my brain went like, oh, because we're not friends. And in that moment, what she didn't know mm-hmm. was the end of our friendship. Yes. In its entirety. And I, I, you know, this is at a time where you couldn't have block and or delete. Mm-hmm. But I did that on in mental. Your, in your mind. And so she did not exist in my world anymore. Yes. And like weeks passed by and then she was just kind of like, I don't like what, how come you don't talk to me anymore? I was like, oh, I thought you realized that you weren't my friend. Because um, if that was what friends do, then I don't mm-hmm. need to know what like what enemies do like that that was that, to me that was wild yes it was completely wild for you to to, to say that feel that way and to, and to speak to me so for you to do that mm-hmm. meant that we weren't friends anyway so i don't why, don't worry about us not talking yes because that's not even that's it's it's a mute point yeah and i i, I it's been that <laughs> since that's like crazy. In, in life i like you've show me who you are and i'll believe you amen once 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 yeah, maybe I should have. I, maybe I should have seen that in certain relationships in the past before. But like at the end of the day, mm-hmm. it is what it is. That's like me. One time, um, my um, I have a one of my best friends at the time. Um, her and I had a falling out about something. I was so upset with her. So for like three or four days straight, she was calling me, and I was like, "Yeah, I'm, a, I'm gonna call you right back." <laughs> and then I was like, "I'm not was wasn't answering it on the next call." And then I was like, "Oh yeah, I'm gonna call you right back." Child, one day she called me. She said, listen, I realize you got an attitude or something, but I need you to forgive me like you be forgiving them dudes. <laughs> right? <laughs> no, but that part. No, but that part. Though. I almost died. Because we be forgetting the dudes yeah. a lot easier than we she do said, the She said, no, no, I seen you give, I seen you give homeboy like yep. 13 tries. This is my first go. I need another go. Don't play with me. No, I was you like, ain't okay. lying. You I ain't because like, the, 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 the friendship that I, I mourned too, I was just like, you, like I, I told that person, like, you will will bend yourself backwards to to try and get back on a man's good grace or decide to chase after him. But you weren't even willing yeah. to not even chase to walk towards this. I was like, ain't no way we're friends. Ain't yeah. no way. Yeah. I'm good. Yes. All right. Well, let's get into family. We gave friends a lot of a lot of space there. Um, and I'm hoping to get into lighter talks because it's about to get heavy. Um, Kaya family over everything? Question mark? Um, I believe in what's right is right and mm-hmm. wrong is wrong. Because I have so many siblings, I was never able to draw the board that way. Oh, because it's my sister. Well, what happens when it's 15 siblings fighting, having a fight about something? Whose side do you choose then? No, you choose who's right. Yeah. Not your favorite, 
not the one you're close. No, no. Who's right in this? And it takes some deliberation. So, no, I don't believe in that. Right is right and wrong is wrong. So, um, I I used to come from that mentality through and through right it was like family over everything like rah rah i'm ready Mm -hmm. to i'm ready to go and whatnot and this was this was my younger years if you will um and then you grow up and realize that family is a um conglomerate of humans Mm -hmm. (laughs) and um Mm -hmm. and the same way there are some good people in the world there are some bad people in the world and guess what you might you're related to both absolutely you're related to both and um that because their family mm-hmm. uh, no longer works in my realm. And this, I have to say, is when uh, when I hit 30. So when I hit my 30s, this mm-hmm. is where I shifted. And it was interesting because when I went back to look at things, when I was younger, I was just like, oh, my gosh, like, we, we can just, like, why don't you guys just, like, kiss and make up? We're family, for, for heaven's sake. And da 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 and, and, and the more and more I hear it as I grow, grow up, watch TV, like, well, you're supposed to make up because you're family and all these different things. And when I hit 30 and I saw how certain people moved mm-hmm. in life, period. <clears throat> and then I started watching you like people. I was just like, oh, no. The because we're family situation, mm-hmm. that's, that's no longer an argument that you can use in, in my space. It doesn't work. Yes. Yes. So this is this is where it gets heavy, right? I I, I seen a post. I've been seeing a couple of these posts. Because, you know, if you talk around your phone, your phone's going to bombard you yes with, with all these stuff too right um but if you yourself um have gone through it if you haven't you may know someone who has or there's probably it's probably goes as far as a second degree mm-hmm. it doesn't go that far from here where you have um someone in your circle who's experienced sexual assault mm-hmm. or molestation um and this is where we really want to spark that conversation because <clears throat> um I feel like we, as black people, grow up in a space of shame. Um, that was something that was put onto us from from a slavery perspective. That's a, uh, something that's put onto, uh, onto us from a religious perspective. Um, and you're supposed to feel shame and you're supposed to keep your business in your house, mm-hmm. right? You're not supposed to go tell your business in the streets is what you're being told. Um, but I, um, I'm, having, I'm, I'm having issue because uh, you're doing that to the detriment of also protecting um, predators mm-hmm. that are within your family. Mm-hmm. And I don't know what's happening, but you know, I'm seeing left, right and center people. I just, so what, what's, what sparked this was seeing a video of, of a, a woman saying she finally put her, um, her predator in jail for life after I think 20 some odd years of, of being assaulted. And it ended up being her father who also fathered her three children. Yes, I absolutely read that the other day. And this was a black woman. Because, mm-hmm. you know, we, we, we'll we be kings of like, oh, well, uh, you know, that wasn't black folk don't do that. And, and black folks don't do this. Mm-hmm. Um, but then then I started thinking about it. It's just like, oh, yeah, there's there's a lot of those situations where you're just like, oh, don't go around that uncle. You don't leave the kids around that uncle or that aunt or that. When you're cousin, around whatever. this uncle, you have to put on clothes. You have to that put on part. long pants. Yes. Mm-hmm. What, what is that? Mm-hmm. Like, why are we why are we protecting these predators because they're family? Yeah. Like, the, this needs to be denounced. This is an issue, and and this is why it keeps on going for generation and generation. Yeah. And then and you're hushing the victim. Yeah. And you're and you're creating more shame in the victim instead of empowering them 
for coming and tell you things. And, and when they come tell you things where you're just like, yeah, oh, well, that's how that person is. Just don't come, don't go around them when, mm-hmm. you know, when you're alone mm-hmm. and all that. That's like, that's patterns and pathology. It's, it's, um, it's sad that for some that it's a way of life and they take on what was or what is easier for them to cope mm-hmm. with those things. And then, um, because it is a vicious cycle, um, when it happens around them, they, it's almost like they hand over the baton of bad, right. of bad tools. Right. Um, you said something there about coping, which is interesting because I, I do feel like when this type of stuff used to happen in a certain era and you didn't have the resources, mm-hmm. um, if you were a, a mother who didn't work and you had to stay in that relationship because X, Y, Z, you created these coping mechanisms of just like, well, this is how we have to survive. Right. right. Um, but that's that like we shouldn't have to survive in life. We should be able to live. Yes. You know. I um when I say coping, um a big part of that um comes from my own experience and just understanding how things like that happen mm-hmm. and why why people mask and cover up for um if someone molests a lot of the time, if you look at the history of it, they are probably molested also. That happens as well, yeah, for sure. Um, and it's not always the case. No. It is not and always it's not, the And case. it's not an excuse. And either. it's not an excuse. Mm-hmm. Um, but a lot of the time, I think that's what people tend to look at. And so when you see them hovering around the molester, trying to pacify them, to make them comfortable so that they don't do um, trying to show them extra love. Like, listen, you see, we love you, right? Please don't do this. Mm. Um, we don't want to have to get rid of you. We don't want to cast you out. Um, but we will, if you do this again, but I find that the, we will part never comes or it hasn't, it, ha- it right. didn't used to come. Well, I think it's happening a little more and more today, right? but no, nah, I'm, I'm, I'm like, it's time, it's time to out them. Yeah, for absolutely. I um, I experienced something um when I was younger, watching my own family dynamics, mm-hmm. um where uh, my aunt married a man, um, who she never had biological children with, um, but he wanted to adopt, and then he touched the children. Yeah. Um, later on in life. He raised them as his children, right? Yeah, yeah. Later on in life, they they still call him dad. So when he gets too old to care for himself, now they have to take care of him. Uh, in a way. And they have children. Yeah. And then you have to be fearful about them around those children and the kids that your kids play with. Mm-hmm. And, you know, so now anyone could be a victim. Um. So... Through hearing different little things um, that um, his child said to them, well, now you're living in my house. I want you to understand I have children, but if you touch my children, I'm going to kill you. And so he never touched their children, but he molested all of the children in the neighborhood. And, 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 okay, you, you got to save your children, 
But if this man was where he needed to be, he wouldn't have access to any. And you wouldn't be potentially creating m- future More molesters. Okay. Uh, Kyle, listen, uh, we, we, we got about like a little over five minutes in this we segment. Not, we, we just not harboring, we're not harboring any of this. Um, no, for sure. We're not harboring, harboring any of this anymore. We just, we got to put it out there. We got to start talking. Um, and you know, and this is what it is for me, honestly. And I'm not trying to tell nobody like, get on, like, get on. Because it is what it is. Yeah. Um, but Christmas dinner if the molester is there, just start throwing mashed potatoes. Get a good handful of it. Throw it in his face. Stop. I don't, you know what I'm saying? I'm just like, for me, that's how I feel like. You get out. You need, Shay, they, start putting they, people they out. out. Start yeah, speaking your piece. Start saying what's up. Start saying what it is. And this and that, really, that's how I feel about it. Start saying what it is. Because you could be saving so many so people. So many lives. So I, I definitely don't want to end this segment with just talking about all the negative and, and the bad, right? So, um... Let's talk about your person. So your person is your personality. You know everybody has a person, right? Or maybe mm-hmm. persons, right? So mm-hmm. tell me, tell me a bit about who your person is, whether it's a friend or a family. It's crazy. It's hard for me to say because I have so many people in my life that are just dear to me. Mm-hmm. I it's hard for me to break it down to say, oh, I just, I just love this one person so much. I actually, they all get on my nerves. They all get on my nerves. I just want y'all to know if y'all listening today, y'all get on my nerves. But I love y'all. But I just want y'all to know y'all all my people in real life. I love them all. Well, that's because that's you, Gemini, right? So they get they get rid of. Of the nerve of one of the twins. Yeah. <laughs> the twin love them. I love them to death, right? <laughs> so it's like definitely the duality for me. So yeah, I know I I honestly, you know what's so crazy? As long as they allow me to love them the way that I I know how. Yeah. They are they my people. And it is what it is, you know, and those are the ones that, that show up and they be like, I know you ain't wanna see me today, but can you can I come in? <laughs> I'd be like, Yeah, come on in here and don't say nothing when you come in here either, because I got an attitude. And why you don't got on no bra, Kaya? Jeez, you just gonna walk around with no shirt on all day? I'd be like, mind your business or close your eyes in my house. <laughs> Them my peoples. Yep. So. I, 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 I mirror that. I have a lot of people um, in my life. And I, I, do have, I, I do have my go-to people. But I'm gonna tell you guys right now, and, and this is for anyone listening, you think you my people. My person <laughs> is my little niece, man. Yeah. That one right there. Woo, we lived another life together. <laughs> Cause that's my that's my person. Yeah, she like cause I could be going through things. And it's like I need to Facetime her because I need I need Aww. I need to pick me up her and all that. And she will get me every time. Mm-hmm. Like and uh, the other day, so it was it was um, picture day a couple weeks back. And so I'm FaceTiming, and then she's just like, Auntie Gigi, Auntie Gigi, say cheese. And she's doing, like, the little finger things Aww. where you put the fingers together and, yes. like, through FaceTime. Yes. And so I had to, like, stop and, like, pose for the for a picture Aww. that never really happened. Yes. <laughs> she's just that. like, say cheese. I was like, oh, you're my person. And, and my sister says that, too. So, like, my nephew, like, his his person, and when he say, like, the adult person is mm-hmm. my my auntie, my his auntie Nanai, so my sister and Naomi, because they're gamers together, and so they connect there. Mm-hmm. But me and that little one, though, me me and Millie, <clears throat> we we go together. Like that's that's my person. That that is a, that is a person who um, can take me out of any anger situation or whatnot. And you you need that. You need that. She's I actually my that. back picture too, and my phone too. That's my. I girl. love that. And just for the record, I'm, we want y'all to know this. Um, I don't care how gangster you are. 
When the child passes you the play phone and says it's for you, you answer the phone. Answer. When they put put up the fake camera and be like, say cheese, you smile and pose here because, yeah, because they the boss in real life. Absolutely. Absolutely. Just do what they say do. And I'll say this because um, you alluded it to uh, you alluded to it as well, like coming up with a lot of siblings in mm-hmm. life. I, I think we have we've had the um, the blessing of coming from big families, mm-hmm. and sometimes it's a curse. Don't get me wrong. There's there's part of that where I'm just like I could I could have used being being a smaller um, a smaller group of folk, but um, the beauty about coming from a, a big family and having a lot of siblings. So I have ten, and and you know no matter what you'll you'll always have friends because of that right it's <laughs> a, a little background music we got going on there. i'm so sorry <laughs> this is what happens when you have two phones i'm so sorry phone. you guys <laughs> i usually shut them both off sorry g oh my gosh so so yeah i have to say um growing up with a big family was definitely a blessing more of a blessing than me there's definitely some frustration in there but um i wouldn't have it any other way I love that. Yeah. I love that. Yeah, me too. Me too. In, in real life, it just, um, I feel like you just have so many more go-tos, you know? Yeah. Um, you have so many more outlets. I feel sorry for only children. I yeah. truly do. Yeah. I truly do. It um, It saddens me. Like, I have some family members who have only had one one child. Yeah. And because their child doesn't get to have those interactions, it almost feels like, you know, that when they say only child syndrome, it really is real because they don't have the interactions to let them know when they're wrong. Um, people that challenge them. Mm-hmm. And never being challenged. Never having anyone really yeah. tell you that you're wrong. They always think that they're right. And, and their parents. the same space, right? Because it's yes. different when you're hearing it from, from an adult versus, versus someone. Because you can have a lot of cousins and all these things too, but there's there's something different with having someone in your li- everyday life yes. that's going to tell you like, hey, you need to share. Yes. Hey, that ain't right. Hey, you hurt my that's feelings. Right. And that's all that. right. So, so yeah. their, their parents almost become like their allies in, in the bull. Yeah. So it's it's kind of difficult, especially when you're coming from a large group of siblings um, and trying to interact with um, one that may come just by themselves. Yes. Um, so when things happen, they um, they turn victim. It's like, oh, I feel attacked. There's too many of you guys. Uh, I, I, you know, I don't think because they don't know how to process an argument. Okay, so now it's several of us having an argument, but they can't process. Yeah. Um, so it turns into the victim thing. So I, I feel sad for those who only have, I always encourage people, listen, if you're going to, don't wait too long to have another because if you have them too far apart they almost come like only children too yeah times so two. now you have two only children <laughs> yeah. in the house and it's weird right so now you got to beat both of them like it's crazy and don't get me wrong if uh, i understand the situations where you can only have you only had one child it was difficult like you try mm-hmm. like so i'm not we're not coming for you but if you can let it be two yeah because more, they they need know. somebody to to have that with and it teaches them humility it teaches them compassion it teaches them yeah. empathy and a lot of people i find that are only children they lack that and i and i i'm sad for them in those situations because it's very hard for them to keep friends and keep real relationships because they just don't know how to deal yeah um you know so and, and a sad. whole other can of worms in terms of the parents especially that being their only child because you know the first child it's like you 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 mm-hmm. treat them like they're they're like 
um, rare china. You know, like don't, you're going to break, you're going to this, you got all this. By the second child, by the third child, by the four, fourth and so on, you're just like, they'll be all right. Yes. <laughs> you know what I mean? And so yes. like if, if you never have a second child or more to have to, to kind of s- switch into that, like, oh, children are more resilient than you think. Yes. Well, they're going to grow up thinking that, you know, they're, they're precious stones and like, yes. you know, you can, you can crack at the, at the slightest. Right. You know. Right. They always have to be protected. It's weird. But again, do what you can in life, but it just makes it easier when there's two of them. And even yeah. as parents, by the way, when there's two of them, then they start entertaining each other. And then you don't have to be. It makes it so much easier. <laughs> I can remember. Listen, my mother tried a long time to have a kid after me. And she only it, my sister only came in seven years after me. Mm. And then another one came 13 months after her. Mm. And then another one came like two years later, three years later. So but when they came. At first, I, I didn't like the first one, too. I was like, okay, you know what? Get, get on my hip. I'll take you. And when the second one came, I said, you know what? I could put them together. Yep. Y'all go together. And then they were together, and it was wonderful. And I used to be in the room like, I had 15 whole minutes of quiet. This is amazing. And then another They'll one came. Out. Then I had mm-hmm. 30 minutes and 40 minutes by myself. I was like, oh, I like this. You get one more of these MFers. I'm going to tell you, we're going to be living life around here. They're going to be washing dishes. I'm going to teach them how to buff the floors. <laughs> all that. No, but that's what it's good for in real life. Teach them how. And you know what? If you have uh, only one child, raise them with their cousins. Make sure yes. you take them daily and let them be with their cousins and stuff. And when they fight, don't be acting like your child is always right. Make sure you make them understand, you know, right from wrong and truly. Because, you know, sometimes people who ha- only have one child feel like they have to protect them with their whole heart. Right. right? Obviously, yeah. because but allow your child to have some real experiences because later on they end up looking crazy in these streets. So please absolutely raise them together. Let them have some fights and yeah, train them up. Kings and queens, this was the Empower Hour with Pharaoh Freeman, Queen Kaya, and Gina the Great. We are on live every Sunday from 7 to 9 p.m. and broadcasting Thursday mornings at 7 a.m. on CKUT 90.3 FM. Hopefully you got your dose of entertainment, enlightenment, and empowerment. Subscribe and watch us on EmpowerMTL.com and email us at EmpowerMTL at gmail.com to anonymously be featured on our What's the T-Mail segment. Stay blessed, black, and highly favored.